Hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Science, Faith, and Esperanza podcast, the newest podcast of Esperanza. We are your hosts, Reverend Ed Rosado. And Dr. Neil Sagraciani. Uh, Dr. Neil Sagraciani is the Director of Health, Science, and Natural Science at Esperanza College and the Chief STEM Officer at Esperanza. Nilsa, welcome to the Science, Faith, and Hope uh, podcast. It is great to have you with us today. Thank you. Uh, today, our conversation will explore uh, the challenges that are faced and, and, and the opportunities that are afforded to our Latino, Latina college students uh, in pursuing and entering STEM-related fields. Uh, with us in the studio, we have uh, Nilda Diaz, uh, one of our students at Esperanza College. Uh, welcome, Nilda. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Great. Uh, during our last podcast, we had Reverend Luis Cortez, uh, President and CEO of Esperanza, with us. And, and we had an important and enlightening conversation around the importance of faith and science from a pastor's or, or from a theological perspective. And we arrived at the conclusion that, that they are not mutually exclusive. In fact, uh, they are complementary. So if you have not listened to the first uh, podcast, we encourage you to do so. Hola, Nilda. Hello. Please take a minute to introduce yourself and to the listeners. Okay. So just a quick introduction of myself. Uh, my name is Nobeli Diaz, um, and I recently just finished my spring semester at Esperanza College of Eastern University with a um, health sciences degree. I still have one more class to go, but I'm almost there. Um, currently, I am a student at Gwynedd Mercy University, where I am going for my bachelor's degree in nursing. Um, and hopefully after that, I am able to consider getting a master's degree as well, which is my ultimate goal. Um, but since God always has new plans for us, we're just keeping that out in the open. Um, I'm currently 20 years old, and I reside in Philadelphia, PA, where I plan on doing most of my ministry and um, most of my work here. And Nilda, can you tell us why are you interested in science? So um, it comes with a long, long history of just loving the field for many, many reasons. Um, when I was younger, I remember that I would be a part of these health ministries. And as an eight-year-old, you don't really expect an eight-year-old to want to be so excited about these types of things. But I was just so ecstatic about ministry. Um, where I even went to India in 2017 to um, help and build churches and build houses and um, do all of these health-related um, necessities for these people because I was so intrigued in um, being a helper um, in, in, the name of, in the name of God. And so this is something that I've always been interested in. Um, science is amazing. Um, it's very wide range. You can go many different ways with it. You can do many different things with it as well. Um, and there is so much science still is not discovered that just excites me. Um, what can we find? What can we do? How can this help people? Very good. Um, as you know, our podcast is exploring the relationship between faith and science or the confluence, the compatibility and integration of faith together with science to provide us with a broader and deeper understanding of God and of life. So how do you see this relationship between science and faith? So for me, it is honestly really hard to look at science without faith. Um, it's not just because I'm Christian, but it's just because how can you look at the things of the world and not believe that there was a creator behind it? 
I mean, it's insane. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. If you look close into a microscope and you look at the way your skin is and you see all of the, the swirls and the way that it is, the way that it's created to grip, it is almost impossible that this was just an accident. Um, every science was with faith, um, which is amazing. And um, it is just something that until a person sees it in, in their own testimony, um, some may not believe it, but it is just something that you're just, you just know, you just know. Not something that you can be, you can be taught, but once you see it with your own eyes and you put it together, you just know that there's, there's faith behind this science. Wonderful. Milda, on a personal level, how do you think that your faith informs how you understand this compatibility between science and faith? It is very important, in my opinion, to have a faith in the science field if you are Christian, um, because you're going to face many different, um, many different changes, many different um, difficulties. Um, and so my faith um, is very intertwined with the sciences that I study, um, because you can see it from a different perspective. I believe that when you're a Christian and you are in the science field, you see not only um, what everyone else is learning, but you can see it from the way of how it was meant to be studied and meant to be created. And just a completely different part of your brain seems to just open. Um, and when I study science and when I study about all of these things and nursing and um, all of the branches that it has, my faith almost even grows when I, when I study these things. So it is very intertwined and it's very interesting to me that um, this was created by the hands of God so that we can learn about it. Um, and it's the biggest blessing, in my opinion. That's great. Uh, that's great insight. Um, our, our work here at Esperanza's uh, national programs uh, has, has informed us uh, about, about the, 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 the approach that some people of faith uh, have uh, regarding uh, faith and, and scientific principles as, as being uh, in a perpetual or, or inevitable battle. Uh, in fact, uh, one of our latest surveys uh, shows us a, a, a considerable amount uh, of people of faith uh, thinking that indeed uh, faith and science are kind of mutually exclusive or at least at odds uh, in many times. Uh, what is your take on this issue? Uh, you know, is faith and science uh, in a war or, or are they compatible? Um, no, in my opinion, from what I've studied already to what I still have yet to study, um, I don't think that faith and science is at all rivals. If anything, I feel like they complement each other. They're more important. Um, they're needed. Good. Uh, some, 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 uh, some theologians and, and even some scientists uh, explain uh, the issue of the compatibility of science and faith, uh, like looking out two windows on, on one building. Uh, you know, each window will give you uh, a different perspective. You will see different things, uh, but, but it's not a full picture. It's just part of the picture. When you look at the other side of the window or at the other window, you will see uh, another picture that complements uh, that, uh, that first picture uh, that you see. Uh, that's the way that some people explain uh, how science and faith work together. How would you explain to people uh, that, that 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 is the case that they are that they work in tandem or that they are compatible and not necessarily mutually exclusive? 
So I would say it's because um, if we ever have read, um, if anyone has ever read the first book of the Bible, which is Genesis 1, we find a lot of things happening in Genesis 1. We find creation, which you can also find in science. We find a lot of growth. We find a lot of things quickly happening, which can all be related to the way science works. And so when we think about um, what we find in the Bible, so what we're finding now, these cures, and we're finding these species, and we're finding all of these things that we have never even known about. Um, it is very relatable to most likely what God was doing in the beginning. He was finding, he was creating, he was inspecting. He was doing all of this, and he only did it in seven days, which for us, it probably would never happen. I mean, to this day, we still have things that we haven't found, um, cures that we cannot find, things that it's just more difficult for us simply because we're human and we're not God. So we can't just, you know, have it like that. But um, when you see the comparison of the Bible, um, and when you even see in life just the way that nature works, um, everything has a science behind it. And um, it is it is difficult to not, to unsee that stuff. Um, when you look at a tree and you see the way a tree grows, there's science behind a tree and, and the growth, the layers that it has. Um, and you're mentioned that in Genesis, this was created. This was all created before. And it was created in the hands of the maker. So we're just seeing this repeated history over time that sometimes we don't really take notice of like a tree that's growing but it definitely was created through a faith through god um and through his creation over um what he wanted us to have to say that we still have trees and we have all of these these things and so overall when you, when you take a look at science um whether this is in class in college or even as a christian or non-christian taking a look at something um, when you have to just take, you have to look at it and think, how could this have been created without an overall maker? What's the ways in which, you know, life can wrap around itself and still this be created the way it is for the necessity and for the importance of it? Um, and so for me, it is definitely um, something that is hard for me to unsee because I have seen. Um, and so I, all I would want to do is help people to see that as well. That, that is a great answer. I mean, uh, we, can, we can see evidence everywhere. Uh, you know, God, God is the creator of science. Ergo, uh, they are truly uh, integrated and compatible. Uh, you know, I, I am a theologian uh, by training. Uh, but before uh, I, I entered this route, I began kind of like you. Uh, my 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 undergrad uh, was in science. Uh, I wanted to become a medical doctor, just, just went a different route following God's uh, lead. And, and I remember particularly uh, some of the problems uh, that my pastors and the leaders in my church had at that time. And, and, and their issue uh, was that, you know, people of faith uh, sometimes think that, that once you enter into a career in science or STEM-related fields, uh, your faith uh, will be crushed. You know, science will simply destroy your faith or cancel your faith completely. Now, what is your answer to that? Is that so or, or not? Well, I don't think that it should crush anyone's faith. If anything, I feel like it should strengthen your faith. I mean, when it, if you are a Christian, if you're a Catholic or Adventist or any, any religion, 
and you are not challenged, then what's the point of being in your religion? You have to be challenged so that your, your relationship can grow. And so when you find a difficulty, for example, in, in science, um, that is your chance to overcome, to find the answer, to be able to show, okay, this is what I'm going to solve. This is what I'm going to do about it. And this is what's going to strengthen me. And you can even share that with people. You can share that with others because we are overall given the resources to, to find these things. But it is just for us to do it. Um, for us to get our, our hands dirty, which sometimes may seem like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Not, it's just not in my comfort zone. But what if we always sat in our comfort zone? I mean, would we have the cures that we do? Would we have the, the evidence and the resources that we do? Probably not. Um, and so it is, it's very important. It starts from the beginning, and it's, it's a continual thing that I hope does not end because there's just so much to, to find. Almost defined. Great, great. Nilda, um, I understand that uh, your interest is in nursing and uh, in serving the Lord by helping others that way, uh, by helping with their health. Um, so you may not be a pastor of a church, but right. do you think that churches should teach their youth about the need for them to pursue science? So if you know, if if they see a, a, a student like you. Uh, that have a that has a calling um, or a vocation in in the science or the STEM field. What is what would be your advice, you know, to pastors? Should they, uh, in you know, encourage their students to pursue science? Oh, this is definitely an issue that um, unfortunately takes a toll in churches and young people. Um, I have seen it myself. Um, but one thing that I would say is that for me, um, I would agree that science is one of the closest way next to nature and next to a lot of things from our praise is one of the closest thing that we have to the way creation started. Um, and so to be a scientist and to be a Christian, yeah, it does have its difficulties. Um, in every religion, it will have its difficulties and it will have its obstacles into taking that um, into consideration. Is it wrong? I do not think it is wrong. Um, when we are given something like science, um, it was given as a gift. Um, and for us to not take that gift, it's just a rejection of what God has given us um, to study and to use for his greater good. You can definitely be a scientist and also be a preacher. Or you can be a scientist and be a, a minister, uh, someone in the missionary team. You can use um, what you have as science or as studies, and you can utilize it in your Christian life and bring people to the kingdom. It's just who will do it and how we will do it. Um, I know for me in my church, we oftentimes do, um, we don't talk about science much, but I do see the gap. Um, and it's so interesting how we find that gap. And when I went to boarding school in a chemistry class, we didn't talk about sciences of the world. We spoke mostly of creation um, and things like that. But a lot of it was just taken away from the sciences that we will ultimately find ourselves against in the real world. Um, and so it's an unfortunate thing. But I do think that science is really important. It is very important, and it's the reason why we're here. The coronavirus will find cures that take science 
And that is going to save not only the non-Christians, but it will save Christians too, some of even our families as well. Um, and so to reject science is just, it's not okay. We're in 2020 and we're looking into a lot of research and ways to just better the world. And um, I know a lot of Christian people, people from all religions can be a part of that. And they do, they do want to be a part of that. That's very good. Um, so if you had, and this podcast is going to be heard, you know, listen, different people are going to listen to this, this podcast and some of them are going to be uh, pastors and youth leaders. So from the perspective of a young uh, Christian that's uh, very interested in the sciences, what would be your advice to them, to pastors and youth leaders? So to youth leaders, I would definitely say that we have to communicate more with our youth about things that the churches sometimes don't want to talk about. Um, I was a youth leader last year for the year of 2019, and I had a lot of young people under my wing who I had to show and kind of direct because a parent can only do so much. Um, oftentimes, young people do not look for their parents for advice. It's just a natural thing. It's just something that we teach ourselves, that our parents may not want to hear about some things that we talk about. Um, and so they go to people like youth leaders, sometimes even youth pastors, they're pastors as well, elders. Um, and so I would say to all of those leaders in the church, um, youth leaders and pastors included, that science is not something that um, is against us. Um, now, some people do use it against Christians. Um, I do know that I'm Seventh-day Adventist, and um, a lot of people say that being a scientist is bad. It's horrible. You, you cannot be a scientist and be SDA, but it's, it's not true. Um, you can be a scientist and work many, many great things, find many things for people who need it, um, and that is definitely a ministry that we do not look at because it's just something that is unpredictable. But um, young people need the guidance from youth leaders and pastors, so if you do talk to your young people about science, bring it in, in devotionals and bring it in worship in Sunday schools um, and tie it in to something that they can utilize today. What is something that they are struggling with today? Coronavirus. All of the young people lost proms and graduation and um, lost the rest of their high school and middle school experiences. Um, but a lot of them do not understand the science behind coronavirus and why it's so dangerous. And so we can use that to like the plans that God has for us, like in Jeremiah 29, 11, which reminds us that. So please just do not be afraid to talk about it. Science is great. It really is. Um, and young people need to know about science. So, hearing that from a, a youth pastor, a youth leader, sorry. So then what would be your advice then to the, to the young people? So... You know, if, if they notice that they're good at math, that they're good in science, that they have a gift, uh, because we all get different God-given gifts, correct? So what would be your uh, advice to those oh, yeah. students that may, you know, maybe considering, oh, science may be a thing for me, but they're not clear if that would be an issue with their faith or not. What's your uh, advice to them? Right. So um, anytime I think about gifts or talents, it quickly reminds me of the um, parable of the gifts and the talents that some of them were, um, I know the Bible says that they put them in the dirt, but um, it's kind of like pushing your talents to the side and never looking at them again. And some people use those talents and they multiplied 
someone's on using talent and it, it didn't do anything. It's the same amount of talent. Um, and so if a young person has a talent with math or science or even the talent of being a provider, of, of being humbling yourself to that very um, low level of just being a minister, I would say that you have to use that talent. Um, we need people like that um, in this world where we are fighting lots of um, injustice issues and lots of painful things that some generations never thought they would witness. Um, and so if you have that talent where you can make this generation better and you have that power in your hands of the God-given gift that you were given, use it. Um, and you will sometimes even see it grow. You will see it multiply. And some people just find themselves in places where they never thought they would be, like being a scientist just because they were good at this or they were um, in love with the, the fact that they wanted to help people. So you never know where God drives you. Um, so if you have something that you want to share with this world, don't be afraid of sharing. God shared. He shared stories. He shared his, what, what God gave him. He, Jesus, sorry. Jesus shared what God gave him and look how many people he healed, he helped, he brought to the kingdom. So we can be just like that. We just do that. Man, this is this is a very very interesting conversation. Um, you know, I'm reminded of what James chapter one verse seventeen says. You know, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. So so we can truly benefit from from a balanced understanding and view uh, of of how science interacts and, and integrates uh, with our faith. Uh, but before we continue with our conversation, uh, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Don't go away. Esperanza College of Eastern University is proud to support the Science, Faith, and Esperanza podcast. We encourage Latinos to get involved in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. We offer faith-based, flexible, hybrid programs with day and evening classes. Our students receive a grant which covers more than 50% of tuition plus additional financial aid. For more information about programs in health sciences, media, technology, and more, go to esperanza.eastern.edu. Well, welcome back to Science, Faith, and Esperanza podcast. Let us continue our conversation with Nilda. Nilda, go ahead. Hi, Nilda, again. How was it in terms of difficulty for you to decide to pursue your particular field of study? Was it hard? Was it easy? So at first it was difficult because I didn't know specifically where I wanted to go. Um, and just like any other young person, you will face that um, at least once in your life, not knowing where you want to go. Um, but once you really just put your foot in many doors and just try some things out, um, just test the waters, you will see that um, maybe this wasn't for me. Oh, this is for me. Well, maybe this might be for me, maybe not. Um, and so just with a trial and error, um, simple elimination, um, it was easy for me to find that health sciences and nursing is just something that I am very um, passionate about. Very good. Um, now, in your opinion, uh, what do you feel are the greatest challenges faced by, um, you know, Latino or Latina students in entering STEM-related fields? So a lot of times, um, being a Hispanic, um, being a Puerto Rican, sometimes it, it seems like certain things are just not for us. Um, my 
parents grew up in Puerto Rico, and so they were raised in the countryside where they never saw themselves being um, a nurse, being an engineer, being a scientist. They never saw that because it was just unpredictable at that moment. But for the ones who are now um, here in Philadelphia, just opening the doors to many things, I feel like it'll be a lot easier for them and um, that they just are reminded that it is not it is not wrong or it is not breaking the stigma um, to try one of these things. Um, definitely just go for it, jump for it. Yeah, role, role models are, are truly important in, in spurring us or inspiring us uh, in our pursuit of, of, of higher academics. Uh, but I think that there's also other elements that are uh, that hinder us or, or help us uh, along the way. So, you know, academically speaking, Neil, do you think that our public school system prepares our students to compete uh, with other students from other geographical areas? Uh, you know, I mean, our schools in El Barrio, uh, do they have good STEM programs with the proper resources, funds uh, to invest in our Latino students? What do you think? So I do think that I was very prepared for the next chapter in my life. Um, I was even told from the directors um, of my new university, they said, wow, like your school was, has, was the most prepared for transfer students, the most credits, the most, um, the highest grades, just everything. It was just outstanding. They were just saying how they were so proud of Esperanza College for preparing their students thus far so much. Um, and I do believe that um, Esperanza College does prepare you for any next stepping stone that you would like. Um, you do get lots of opportunities to um, do community service and just be a part of these programs where you meet people and you um, get lots of resources from um, people, doctors, you hear it all. So I do, I do believe that Esperanza College is great in preparing you for the next future. Great. Uh, do you think that those programs uh, that were afforded to you at your school, uh, do you think that they, uh, that they are replicated uh, along other high schools uh, in, 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 in our geographical area? Mm. I would say that um, Esperanza College is special. Um, and as much as you would like okay. to, as much as we can relate it to other schools in the yeah. geographical area, there's just something um, different about Esperanza College yeah. that just makes you prepared a little more. Um, and it's very affordable, very helpful to meet people that you may never get to know again in, in life because that's how good Esperanza mm -hmm. College is. Yeah, that's great. Um, Ruben, uh, Ruben Ortiz, Reverend Ruben Ortiz and myself, uh, we've been talking about some of uh, some of these, you know, disparity issues. And, and, and the truth is that some, uh, some uh, minority, uh, you know, where, where the majority of the students are minority, uh, they, they lack those resources. Um, and and as, as you said, you know, role models are truly important. Uh, do you have any role models in your life uh, that kind of inspired you to continue or entering a STEM-related career? I do. I do have um, a role model. So from the boarding school that I went to, um, I was able to meet a lot of good people. Um, and um, my chemistry teacher was an outstanding teacher. And he lived his life to help others and serve others in science. Um, teaching thousands of students, um, going to all across the world to sharing what he was given um, as his gift. And so he is one of my role models who I look up to. To this day, he is still doing science um, all across the world. And so he's a very interesting guy. <laughs> he loves it. So um, when you're given something, you know, you want to share it. 
he shares it for sure. Great. For sure. Great. So, um, Neil Dam, as a young adult, there are always younger people behind you that are looking at you, observing you, uh, and some of them may be listening to the, this podcast right now. What is your advice to this younger generation? Kids in middle school, kids in high school, kids that are starting their college career now. So when I was younger, I think that's the most valuable um, information that I was probably given was that it is okay to feel overwhelmed. Um, our young people today, believe it or not, may feel very overwhelmed in high school. Even in middle school, I remember it being a little difficult for me. Um, and so it's okay to take a breather, to just take a step back and look at everything. And um, it can sometimes even give you a more clear conscience at what needs to get done, how you're going to do the next step, how you're going to finish high school or finish um, college too, or even middle school, and um, where are you going to go next? So especially in sciences where you do need sometimes a lot of time to just take a step back and look at what you're what you're about to about to finish and do it. Um, it is okay. It is okay to need someone to to meet a role model to just need to relax sometimes. Science is overwhelming, um, and school is too. So when you put science in school, <laughs> in in one sentence, sometimes students can go crazy, um, including myself. <laughs> so definitely, relax. You got this. You get it done. Well, this has been a very interesting conversation, Nilda, Nilsa. Thank you. Well, friends, there you have it. One of our young adults have shared with us how science and faith are not mutually exclusive. They are, they are rather complementary. Yes, we can be people of faith, people who trust God deeply, while at the same time understanding that science and its advancements are truly a gift from God. As we close today's podcast, we want to invite pastors, congregations, and students to partner with us on this important mission. During the next episode, we will continue our conversation about faith and science, and we'll listen and learn from the position of our Latino, Latina high school students. Join us next time for more science, faith, and hope. This project was made possible through the support of a grant from the John Templeton Foundation. The opinions expressed in this publication are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the John Templeton Foundation. Oh.